Hello and welcome to Meet Her, the newest addition to Virtual Inforum. My name is Terry Barclay and I'm President and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity and business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insights feed us all on our leadership journeys. And I'm just so excited that joining me today is Gina Stoddacher, partner in the corporate tax practice of Howard & Howard and a member of the Inforum Board of Directors. Gina's deep experience in corporate and tax law gives her a really unique perspective on industry in Michigan and around the country. Gina, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me here today. So... Knowing how incredibly busy you are, I've seen you in action, handling multiple calls and everything. I think, I think we'll, we'll jump right in with our first question. How do you encourage creative thinking in, among your team members? Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm a, I'm a tax attorney by trade and education. So creativity and tax don't always seem to sound, sound like they'd be mixed, but Interesting enough, that's probably what allows me to be so passionate about what I do and have so much fun and enjoy about what I do. But I, I was giving this question some thought, and originally, uh, I, and I kept coming back to freedom. And as, as much as that seems like a, a strange uh, description of that, I, what I've noticed in terms of the team members that work with me and how we work within the organization is that giving giving our team members the ability, the freedom to kind of cross practice areas and work in their own way has allowed them to really become creative. And I got thinking, you know, one of the, one of the teams I'm working on right now, it's a pretty complex project, but on the team, we have a, uh, an intellectual property attorney who's a, a chemist. We have a litigator with no background in tax, and then we also have a CPA on the team, plus myself, tax attorney. And to think that, and all of us started out in different areas within the organization and certainly had various backgrounds, um, but because we've created a team of people that kind of use cross, you cross-utilize the talents of each other, I think it, it demonstrates how important it is for us to allow our people to reach out and stretch into other parts of the organization to try new things. So I, I think freedom has been the, the best way that over the length of my career and all of the different teams that I've worked with over these years, that giving them the ability to stretch, to work outside their existing team is, uh, is something that's just very natural in terms of how we operate. But as I watch my own, my own uh, young adult children in their careers, it, I do feel that there are some environments that kind of limit um, Young, young associates' ability to stretch and dive into new areas. And so I think freedom is, is why a lot of people on our, our team are, are still having fun doing what they're doing and can be creative and learn and, and really develop new skills that they didn't think they had. So, so speaking of having fun, I don't think that most people put tax attorney and fun together in the same sentence very often. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But, but, you know, fun is a big part of having a successful culture. So how do you help new employees understand the culture of your organization? You know, I, I think recruiting is where I really think I see how we do our best in terms of advertising who we are. 
But then when we bring people into the firm, that same idea of letting them stretch and letting them grow and not feel isolated or having to stay in their lane is a really big part about how we, we expand our teams and teach our people to be good advisors. So it's not so much about teaching them about our cultural as well, it's just allowing them to be in it. And obviously culture is a really big deal for me. I, um, I grew up in a big family. I have, I have nine siblings and we have a third generation closely held business. So I mean, having a culture, just your own family culture is a big deal. So business culture is every much as important to me. And I think our team and how we operate as a, as a firm, the culture is so important. So when people come in, we, we, we go out of our way to make sure that they have an opportunity to interact, network, and build bonds across the various offices and across practice groups. And um, it's about just diving in and letting them do that. They might come in destined to be part of a certain team, but undoubtedly many of our people stretch, take on projects into other areas. And then, you know, sometimes come back, sometimes venture into different directions, but it's all about learning different experiences so that we can be better business advisors. And I just, I think that is the culture. And I think we just put them into it right away um, so that, so that they believe it. And, and, you know, some don't like it, you know, some, you know, either they adapt and enjoy it and have fun with it, or they find it to be a little too loose in terms of the, the lines that need to be followed. So it, it's a different type of personality and a, and a level of maturity that you can grow and develop and be, be disciplined, even with having that amount of freedom in terms of how you operate and handle your, your, your customer and your client requirements. So, that is such a great answer and a professional answer, but I just have to go back one minute. Nine siblings. <laughs> what was that like? It was awesome. It was really awesome. And, you know, I'm sure there were some, you know, some times where it didn't seem awesome, but I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> every, my memories are great. Every, you know, all my, all my siblings still live, live nearby because of our, I think really because of our family business. Um, it was wonderful. I mean, it really taught, you how to be a good team member, right? It really taught you kind of, you, you may have had a spot. I mean, I was number seven growing up of, of the team. And um, at times you felt like you weren't the most important, but at other times you felt that, you know, you were, you, you were needed the most. So I, I, I think that's why I enjoy working with big groups of people and being part of a team is that it's just kind of the way I grew up. And uh, our social life as a family is is very much a part of our family business and I take that same type of approach in my legal practice and how I work with my clients how I work with my team and how I work with my partners in the law firm it's it's you know it's pretty seamless and very often it, it just kind of gets mixed together so it was awesome and uh, it's still <laughs> awesome <laughs> my mother's you know she's been to some of our inform events and she don't just sits there with you know cried thinking, God, why couldn't I have done something like this? But she did a lot. She had her own, she had her own version of Inforum. I, I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you're very calm for someone with nine siblings. That's really quite, yeah, quite, quite something. I bet you, you did learn a lot through all of that. And, and, and I know you, have so many, you have such a growing and thriving business and company, and you are absolutely one of the best networkers I know. Um, you, you know, you're really great at forging strategic connections. Um, so you've seen 
a lot of leaders in a lot of different kinds of roles. What's, what's the one characteristic that you believe every leader should possess? You know, you, you, you mentioned networking, which is obviously very important to me and, and very important to how I, how I work with my clients and with my team members. But I think I go back to culture. I, I really feel strongly, and I think it comes back to growing up in a family business and, and, and from a family of, you know, so many people living in the same home. Um, I go back to, you know, being the culture you want your company to be. And that, that's what I grew up with, my father and his father starting family business. And I really do believe the best organizations that I've worked with start from that leadership at the top. And it is about culture. So I don't know if culture is a characteristic as much as, you know, being the culture that you want your company to be is so important. And um, if you can get behind that, if you can, if you really believe in the culture and, and impress that upon your team members and upon the organization, everyone from, uh, you know, the, the receptionist to your IT group, to your accounting group, if everyone's part of that culture and they see it, they believe it and they hear it, and, you know, in both casual conversations in the hallway to formal business meetings, uh, then it's very consistent. There leads to this consistency of what company's culture is about. Uh, and then the next generation of leaders all have that same culture. So I, I always felt that culture is one of the most important pieces that a leader brings to the organization, even if they've adapted it based on what their personality style is. Um, I do believe that culture is, is really the, the key and the success of a company in terms of cre creating loyalty, uh, transparency and, and comfortableness of people to, to be the type of person that they, they want to be in that organization. So, so is there a key trait or skill that has helped you? I mean, you're, you're so successful and continuing to just achieve new heights with, with each year with your, with your company and your personal leadership. And um, is there a key trait or skill that's helped you get where you are? I, I, you know, I used to think communication, but I think it's bigger than that. I think it's, uh, and of course, I would, I, you know, I don't know that, you know, you've had some really fascinating people on your, your program. And so in terms of the accomplishments I've had over others, I, I don't know if I see them the same way as like big accomplishments, but being able to network effectively is a big deal. And I think of that not so much about networking for myself as much as connecting others. So I do think being a connector is, is what's allowed me to become successful in, in terms of uh, looking for opportunities to help other people, looking for opportunities to connect people when there might not be a direct benefit for me. And we all do this. We all do this and we don't even know we're doing it. Um, but for me, very often, you know, I, I can't be the one that's going to provide the solution or bring the expertise to what the, what the client needs or what the company is looking for. But very often I have relationships, which is, again, why Inform such an important organization for me personally, um, is that having relationships and having trusted relationships where you can recommend others to help others is such an important um, use of relationships and it, it helps so many people and, and it's such a it's such a compliment 
right when somebody refers you in. And it, you know, it's so nice to receive a compliment. And I've always felt that anytime I can connect people for the benefit of either of their situations, you know how that works. It might not be a direct benefit to me today, but down the road, knowing that a solution's been crafted or that they'll remember that it was helpful. Um, all of those connections make such a difference. So that's, I, I to this day, and from you know, my early starts in my career, um, just really admiring the benefits that other people can bring to a solution and not being afraid to make those introductions has been a big part of how I've expanded my relationships and expanded my network and really found better answers for my, for my clients when I'm looking to solve solutions for them. You really are one of the best connectors that I know. And, you, you know, you are selfless in how you go about it. And I would also say you're really creative in, in how you go about it. What, so so for our last question, do you have a favorite quote you'd like to share? That's funny because, you know, I'm not big on quotes, actually. I wish I, wish I had some other ones. My, my brother, who was the middle of us, used to always say, if you don't ask, you know, you're, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. So I always, you always just say, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And it's, <laughs> it's funny. I'm giving a present, a webinar tomorrow on a very technical item. And it's the same that, that, that very saying is in there because it's so true. I mean, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So that one's kind of in kidding. Um, but I think more on a genuine piece that you know, when I, I have three daughters and a son and something I do often remind them of is to always be yourself. And so Another quote that I always find um, inspiring is be yourself because everyone else is already taken. And I, and, I, and I think it's true though, right? It's like never forget to you know, be happy with yourself and enjoy yourself because you're the only one of you. And that's really important that as a mother uh, and, and to my friends that we remind ourselves of that. What a great, what a great quote, especially, um, you know, it's one that really helps lift people up and mm -hmm. that, very much is uh, who I know you to be, uh, Gina. You know, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Oh, this was a pleasure. It went by so fast, and thanks for having me. <laughs> and so that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to informummichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, check out the other virtual Inform components, including a growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and even a series of virtual events. Thank you.